You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the kind of movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Sorry, Pokes, sorry, I'm on the phone with my agent. Yeah, no, Barry, yeah, I'm still on the Not Another Origin Story podcast, yeah. You said I'd be on the WTF Okay, this, this is her. Just, just one minute. I mean, just like an NPR, anything, I mean, if I've got to, you know, murder someone for like a murder mystery thing, I'll do it. You, you know I'll do it. All right, yeah, well, just get me on anything. All right, folks. Just... I may be able to get you on one of those murder mystery things, but just as the victim. Um, so we're doing, what are we doing here? Like a comic book movie? Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> premise of the podcast. Is it still a premise? We're sticking with this one? We haven't, like... I, I think so. I think we're just going to ride this baby into an early grave. You want to retool this to one of my, uh, one of my other uh, podcast pitches? I mean, we've got so many to work with. We really should just start doing a different podcast each week. <laughs> yeah, a mini show, next minisode is definitely going to be in Snyder, the, Mac, the, the mind of Zack Snyder. I feel like that's what we should do next February, <laughs> is just like four entirely different podcasts, one episode a week, just completely unrelated to each other, and just go into it as if it's what we've always done. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Michael Fassbender. I hardly knew her. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Episode 214, and this one, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode where Michael Fassbender guest starred. In this episode... No, but this podcast, my friend, is a fantastic marathon podcast where we go through individually comic book, uh, uh, relatively popular to totally unheard of comic books that have been made into Hollywood films. Sometimes so unheard of. That me and Ben didn't know the movie was based on a comic book until we looked it up on a list. Sometimes I suggest doing a film, and Poke says, but Ben, it has to be a comic book first, and then I have to send him a Wikipedia link. I, this is this is a true story. That has happened three separate times. One time I argued with him. <laughs> I like, know I like, what ben, Wikipedia that's says. Not a, like, he kept saying Virus was based on a comic book, and I was like, Ben, we're not watching some terrible movie you found. It's not. And he sent me a comic. I'm like, that just has the same name. He's like, no, it's literally the movie. Look, I've got the director right here on the call. He has nothing else to do right now. Oh, definitely nothing else to do. It also happened with, I forget the other movie, where I was like, I don't think that was a comic, and you had to send me a link, and I was like, mm, I feel worse for knowing this. The, the writer of Virus found me because no one had Googled Virus, and his Google alert went off, and he was like, oh! <laughs> yeah, we've, we've, we've skyrocketed its popularity by both renting it. Yeah, just that scene in The Simpsons when Bart uh, buys one of Al Gore's books, and just like the, the signal travels all the way to Al Gore. Okay, uh, well, this isn't The Simpsons podcast. <laughs> Celebrate good times. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you! This is why we make uh, make good co-hosts, because you get my, I, I don't even want to say obscure, but let's go with unnecessary Simpsons reference. Yes, I was going to say, at one point in time, Ben mentioned to me, he was like, I think we're just friends, because you were the only one who got my Clerks cartoon reference when we met. That did start. <laughs> I was like. That did start it. I was like, wow, weirdest way I've made a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, folks, this is an interesting one this week, because I have a relatively... I would say I would, I would say a relatively complete knowledge of the source material for this film. I'm not sure that I'm proud of it, but I do. Uh, and I've seen the movie, which I explained to Pogues in detail, which left him... Now, I can't see him because we are, in fact, on a, um, a Skype call, but I did, in fact, I could tell that his jaw was sort of hanging open in disbelief. Yes, I. <laughs> when he went into this film... 
and started telling me what the comic book was about. And then he just kept going and going. I was like, what the... I was, like, I was waiting for him to be like, I wrote this comic. Because like, <laughs> he had so much detail about it. And then at the end, he was like, I didn't really like it that much. I'm like, why did you remember so much of it then? I think, I think, I think I'm lying when I say I didn't like it very much. Because I think I'm a little bit ashamed of it. Because it's kind of uh, cheesy garbage. And I guess, I think the real truth behind the whole matter, folks, is that... I think I like this comic book. <laughs> oh no, guys, his opinion's changing as we go. It's pretty rough. I just I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of issues right now. This was a, a the movie we were we were actually looking at doing another film, and we were going through our list. And I said I don't remember ever doing this movie, and Ben was like, "Whoops, I selected the wrong movie." But we should, you know, because he marks them off when we do them. And he was like, "Ooh, we should do that movie." And he went into this thing and began describing the comic. And I was like, I was getting ready to be like, "Ben, you're thinking of the wrong movie." because that is not the plot of this movie. I've seen a little bit of it. And then he proceeded to tell me they bought the rights to it and then just changed everything. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and get to it. The, the book and movie that we're referring to is Mark Millar's Wanted that came out in uh, 2003. It's a Top Cow um, uh, comic book came out. It's only actually like, only like six issues in the original run. That completed the arc that they sort of ape in the movie a bit. But as Pogues described... <laughs> I mean, even Wikipedia, I, I've never noticed Wikipedia to use adverbs that much, but Wikipedia said <laughs> that this comic was was very loosely adapted <laughs> into a film. Like, Wikipedia's almost like giving you like a serious like nudge, like, I'm sorry, this is barely an adaptation. Keep in mind, it did not say that for the Richie Rich movie, which so, has nothing to do with the comic yeah. other than it's a rich child. So, it didn't say it for the Catwoman movie. <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Wanted or... It, you, you must be unfamiliar with just Mark Millar in general, but basically I was just thinking about this, and I, I think the best way I can describe Mark Millar is that he's kind of like, um, you know how there was a fad for a while where people were putting like bacon on everything, you know? You mean the, the present day we currently live uh, yeah, in? Yeah, present day. And so there'd be kind of a thing where like stores would sell like a donut with like a slab of bacon on it. Look, I've had, yeah. I, I've had one of these bacon donuts. They don't suck, right? They're not awful. But as you're eating it, you're like, this shouldn't be. And also, you finish it, and you're like, boy, I regret doing that. But you might do it again. You get what I'm saying here? Like you. Oh, yeah, you, you're never sure. You don't want to weigh it out entirely. You recognize that this is bad, but you continue to consume it. And that is how I feel about Mark Millar. <laughs> because I read Wanted in full. Uh, I don't recall what drove me to pick it off the shelves one day. Um, but I read the whole thing in full, and there was so much about it that I thought was cool, and so much about it that is almost impossible to stand. Um, but for the short version, rather than rant about the whole thing right here, is that Wanted is about a character uh, who's living a normal office life who discovers that he's actually part of a fraternity of supervillains who have actually stolen control of the world many, many years ago, and no one really knows about it because that's just how powerful they are. Uh, they've defeated all the superheroes. So this is a world where superheroes did once exist and now don't. And he's sort of the inheritor of much of this sort of royalty, this empire. Uh, and he has to fight for it. That's it. The movie, <laughs> if you've seen it, um, it decided, like, I like that basically the director or, or the writers were like, I like that the main character is kind of this cool gun-shooting assassin. What if they were all gun-shooting assassins and there was no supervillainry and Morgan Freeman was there and that one page where they bend bullets, let's just do that for, like, the whole thing. <laughs> That's the movie. Yeah, it's insane, because when you were describing it, you are like, there's these supervillains, and they've taken over. I was like, 
No, I'm pretty sure the movie is about a kid who learns how to bend bullets like he's a... Oh, my God. Oh my he's God. a violent version of that movie, Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> now, the problem here with the comic that I have to get out now, and I will complain about in full in the episode, but just because I want to tease you into understanding my feelings about the, com- the comic book, is that sometimes, and this is not exclusive to Mark Millar, I've seen this and many, many people do this, where they will the, the, the artist will take a person that they picture in their head as a good sort of avatar for a character that they have. So they will use that person as sort of a guide when they do their illustration. And sometimes they don't take enough distance between that model and who they come out with. And sometimes, like Mark Millar's or his, his, his illustrator's case, they just draw Eminem, the rapper Eminem, into your into your comic and don't change him at all. You give him the earrings. You give him the exact haircut. You give him the the slim shady haircut. I yeah. mean, like Ben was like, "Who do you think this? Uh, who do you think this was?" He sent it to me. I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Because like I told him, it's not like you're like, "Oh, I based him off of like Ben Affleck or or like Matt Damon," where you're just like, "Yeah, he looks like a kind of generic white guy." You pick somebody you could pick out of any crowd in the world because of his hair and the way it's cut, and they they give him like the bleached look. I'm like, why? Why would you? Also, like, maybe it's just me, but that doesn't make me. That makes me dislike this guy to start with. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't like him. And he wants to be. He wants to be the new Slim Shady, not a fan. And strangely, in the movie, they choose uh, instead to go with uh, the man who would eventually play Charles Xavier, James McAvoy, which is just like. I think if you if you put white white a bunch of white dudes on a spectrum, I don't think that you could get further apart than James McAvoy. Yeah, you pick you pick like a guy who grew up like in you know urban America, poor, and then you're like this kind of posh British dude. They don't really seem like they would have traveled so in the same strange. circles. But the movie is rife with a, the kind of insane cast. It's got Morgan Freeman. It's got Angelina Jolie. It's got Common, and oddly. It's got a pretty young Chris Pratt playing his sort of shitball friend, um, which is pretty easy to forget. Which is interesting because there's definitely scenes where you see Charles Xavier yelling at Star-Lord, which is confusing to me (laughs) in a variety of ways and will be confusing when you watch this movie. Um, It is always weird when you see, like, the connections between these films, but this is definitely... This is one of those movies, though, like, when we were looking at the cast list, I'm like... I don't understand. Like, I know Morgan Freeman has admitted that sometimes he takes a role because he's, he's got a house to pay for, or, you know, sending his grandkid to college or something. But, like, him, Angelina Jolie, this is, like, points in their careers where I'm like, seriously? Like, this movie, I, I, I've seen, like, 20 minutes of this movie, maybe 30 minutes, and it was pretty bad. So I can't imagine they read it and they were like, like i feel like they could take any movie you know what i mean so it's just so bizarre there's so many people in this like really cheesy action gun flick which just feels like they were trying to cash in on the popularity of the matrix yeah it it does in a lot of ways but i want to entice you also to come come journey on this movie journey with us because um there is something that and this is in the wikipedia so i'm not lying to you there's something in this movie called just referred to as a magical loom. Um, I just want to get that out there. That, that and that's not from the comic, which means in a writer's in a Hollywood writer's room somewhere, somebody would guys. What about like a loom? And someone was like, "Yeah, get that up on the fucking whiteboard." That <laughs> like that happened, 
And I still, to this day, don't think I'll ever understand it. So wait, the loom's not in the comic? No, there's no loom. God damn it! The loom, the loom's not I, st- I thought the loom was at least from the comic. I was like, that's still weird. I mean, but it's- I haven't read it in like nine years, so I could have forgotten. But I'm pretty confident the loom is not in the comic. Yeah. Oh my god. Which means that's that's insane because the loom is kind of the thing that you would invent. You would have to be like, well, the, like the the director's like, sorry, what's in the comic? Uh, a loom? Yeah, uh, well, exactly. I'll, like, I'll, I'll try and make it work, I guess. But that's not something you sit down and you're like, well, how would they get the notice of who to kill? And you're like, well, let's reverse engineer this. A loom? Like that's something that has to have already been in place and been like a weird decision somewhere else. And just to be that's such a bizarre. That's just really weird. <laughs> yes, it is, my friend. Yes, it is. Um, so, <laughs> this movie, I, I feel like this movie's going to piss me off or delight me, and I cannot remember. <laughs> Let, let's hope it's like delight. I, like, I know it's an, stupid, yeah. but I feel like it might delight me in a way because of how fucking dumb it is. But um, I'm excited to find out. Oh, it should be something special. Now, Pokes, I'm using the word special very loosely. Let me ask you a quick question. Um, this is a new segment that I'm adding to the show. This garbage, this piece of this piece of Hollywood trash, um, how many Oscars do you think it was nominated for? Uh, <laughs> if the answer is anything over zero, I'm going to be very confused. Or it was a very light Oscar year. How does two kind of suit you? Does two what? suit what you? What year was this? Does two, does two do anything for you? What was it? Uh, editing and special effects. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now, but I, it also was nominated for an MTV Movie Award. How about that? Is that is that doing for that you? One, that <laughs> one's that one's reasonable. They fucking nominate anything. Uh, uh, yeah, it was nominated for uh, sound. <laughs> oh, sound should have got no, sound. I'm sorry. It's nominated for sound mixing and sound editing. There you go, the classic. You know, you know the the topic at the at the Academy Awards where everyone goes to the bathroom. Yeah, where you're like pissed that you're like, why is this the award they're showing on TV? Just fucking get to the best picture. Oh, I feel bad for the sound people. Uh, yeah, so that was a movie that was uh, created and that we're gonna watch, which is what we do here because um, we suffer. Yeah, we, we lost concept of what pain was a while ago, and Pokes and I just are together trying to uh, r- remind ourselves what it feels like. Uh, wow, this is, this was the year there will be blood came out. <laughs> yeah, which means James McAvoy is sitting there next to next to fucking the, the, the sound team from There Will Be Blood. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's like uh, actors in a leading role was Daniel Day-Lewis for There Will Be Blood, George Clooney for Michael Clayton, Johnny Depp for Sweeney Todd, Tommy Lee Jones from the Valley of, Valley of Eli, and then Viggo Mortensen for Eastern Promises, which is a weird one. But, like, some decent films came out this year. I'm shocked that that would be nominated. Wow, yeah. The Golden Compass beat it out for art direction. So, um... In 2008, the sound mixing, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, who wins? Like, who wins in this one? Uh, it went to Slumdog Millionaire, actually, and not Wanted. So. Wow, they lost, huh? Sorry, Wanted. It was also the year that, uh, No Country for Old Men came out. Yeah. So. Pretty. So they couldn't even win. That, that hurts, man. But at least you lost to a good film. <laughs> well, um. 
I'm excited for this movie. I I I know the comic I own is probably around here, so I'm gonna reread it, reread it, and probably yell while I do so. Um, probably get a little tummy ache from that from that bacon donut that I called Mark Millar, and uh, I'm excited to share with you all the parts in the comic that didn't make it into the movie. Oh yeah, I, I I imagine that talking about what's not in the movie will be longer than our discussion of the movie, <laughs> as I just become more and more confused as you go on. Um, so that'll be next week. If you did not listen to our Jonah Hex episode, which is oh almost as long as the film, which makes it sound like it's a long episode, but no, it's just a really, really short movie. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, our good friend Chris Arneson is on. He's he's killing it on that episode. Uh, that one gave us a lot of fodder to joke about, so it's a pretty funny episode. You do not need to watch the movie to enjoy it. Uh, and if you have watched the movie, I'm deeply sorry. But at least you learn how not to sound southern. So that's something, maybe. And maybe in uh, future episodes, we can all talk like Megan Fox's wandering southern accent that crosses that, the Louisiana South and also into various parts of Tennessee. I gotta say, that was better than hers. Hers, <laughs> hers is like... Hers is like somebody, she's like, sound like you're from the South. And she's like, they sound like babies there, right? She's like, I'm a lady. Or no, I can't even do it because her voice is just like really, like she sounds like she's doing a little kid voice. Like, I don't want to go over there, you know? And you're just like, it's not what people from the South sound like. Look, all you have to remember is that she meant to say lawman and she says lemon. That's the best I can say to, to define her accent. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly encourage there's a lot to find on there, including... Uh, yeah, definitely listen to it just to listen to us be very confused by how that, that line's so confusing that I Ben thought that they said they were saying layman. I did. And yeah. I was like, when did they talk about layman in this movie? I was like, I watched the whole movie, and Chris had to point out that he said, no, they said lol, man. Oh my god. <laughs> so that'll tell you the level of quality inside of these accents that we couldn't even pick out the word lol, man in a sentence. And we're doing it for you. You understand that, right? Yeah, so you. You, you owe us. You something. Owe us! You, you, you tell other people to listen to this so our suffering is at least justified to someone. I need a lawman.